0: Okay, 1st Peter, chapter 3, we're going to continue with this, this healing, the extraordinary healing of a home, and um, so we begin here, verse number 1, likewise ye wise, now, who remembers likewise ye wise, what was that referring to, Everybody remember, if you go back to chapter 2, likewise ye wise, Everybody remember who is it that that's referring to, you study the end of chapter number 2, to husbands is later in the chapter chapter three you see chapter three talks about later it's referring to who? christ uh so like as christ gave himself for us and so he talks about uh, gave his his uh his life for us for our sins etc etc so he says now likewise you wives this says christ uh gave his life he to your husbands and it may not the word etc etc so um, I'm going to take time to reread all of this. Then it says, verse number five, Travis, it talks about the husband, okay? So here it is. For after this manner, in the old time, the old women also trusted God, born themselves, being their husbands. Uh, I'm sorry, verse number seven, sorry. Likewise, ye husbands. So you have two likewises. First, likewise is in verse number one, uh, referring to the wives to be in the same giving themselves like their husbands. Like Jesus Christ. And then you have in chapter, verse number seven, the husbands, right? So we gave that parallel last week, talked a lot about that. And, uh, and by the way, those, those fruit cakes, whatever that is over there, that is really good. So, do we'll <laughs> eat that. But, and by the way, I think Brother Steve, made, you, you actually made them, right? But that's essentially, he made them. And uh, so, who says men can't cook? Amen. <laughs> or cut fruit or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so it's all good. I appreciate it we talked talk about a little bit of the uh, how, how God starts the healing process in the home last week too. said number one, that is this: so, um, the to live humbly. I remember that. Talked about living humbly, and spent uh, some time about that matter of being humble, and uh, just allowing the Lord to uh, rule our lives and whatnot. So, once we got from here, the number one, would be live humbly. Then the next point would be this: live humbly before God. And us uh, so go back to verse number three in 1 Peter 3. Yeah. It says this Whoso adorning, let not be that the, the outward of plaiting the hair or wearing gold or putting on apparel, but let be the <laughs> hidden man of the heart. So the Lord wants us to be humble in our hearts to God. Uh, directly to him. And then it says this, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Now understand, this is like as Christ did for us, like as the husband should do as well. So really, there's a double application here for the wife and the husband uh, of this meek and quiet spirit. And so this, this word literally means uh, to, as far as a meek and quiet, doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean to, um, to shh, be quiet. No, what it really means is uh, to temper, to keep in your seat, or to um, be undisturbed, to be at peace. So, this meek and quiet spirit, these words really mean for us to, for me to just. Instead of getting angry about something and get out of, out of my seat and go do something, hey, listen, I just want you to okay. Keep that meek and quiet spirit. And in the healing process, as God starts to heal my heart, and starts to heal my life, I have to learn how to have, as Jesus, when he was crucified, the Bible says he opened not his mouth. That was a meek and quiet spirit. Paul says he said not a word to Caiaphas. He said not a word to Pilate. Just a meek and quiet, falsely accused. He kept the meek and quiet spirit. He didn't lose it. He didn't lose it. He didn't get out of his seat. He didn't get undisturbed to get reckless in his words or in his emotions. The Holy Spirit was all over him, as the Holy Spirit is all over the Christian, to just stay. You might say, calm. Just keep calm. Don't lose. It. So it says, keep that deep quiet now. That humble spirit before God, you'll see the very next passage, or the next part here, it says, which is in the sight of God, of great price. So this is in the sight of God. So that point right there, this is in the sight of God. This is to be humble before God. So I realize that he wants me in my, to have it in my heart. Not just to put on, or, you know, we could, I'll get to it in a little bit in another passage, but um, yeah, one of the weirdest questions for me to ever answer is two questions, and that is this: one, uh, Pastor, are you humble? If I said yes, that's a very proud statement. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like I'm so proud of my humility, you know. Um, but are you humble? Uh, I don't know. That's something you got to kind of discern something God's gotta and we'll get to that in a little bit. And another question is, are you filled with the spirit? Well, if I said I was, then I'd be like, well, you're arrogant, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Just let the fruits let the fruits speak for themselves and just so if you ever ask me those questions like you're probably gonna I don't know answer. Like I don't know. to him, and uh, so I see this before God, now let me just transition to chapter 4, if you're there, chapter 3, now look here in chapter 4, it says this, now we're going to tie, now how we understand the, the chapters are not spot? how you know that, so the verses, chapters it just helps us to break things down, have addresses <coughs> where to go, but this is all one big letter from Peter, okay, and uh, so he just continues to write one big train, contextual thought, so you'll see chapter three or chapter two really bleeds into chapter three because you have likewise that tie it all in together. And then chapter four and chapter five really are really one one big thought. So look at chapter four. For as much then as Christ, verse number one, hath suffered for us. so He goes back to Christ, which is chapter two. Remember, Christ suffered for our sins. And so he's kind of going back to that part of the letter. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh, to the lust of men but to the will of God. So here's what he's teaching. Just as Christ suffered, and as we, if you're breathing right now, how many are breathing? If you're not sure about that, just stick your hand in front of your face and blow you'll find out if you're breathing. But if you're breathing, most everybody that's breathing has suffered or is suffering or you will suffer. It's just, it rains on the just and on the unjust. The sun shines on the, the saved and the unsaved. So humanity in general, they're going to suffer. The millionaires and the billionaires, they look good, but they can't buy happiness and they suffer too. Uh, so that we all suffer. But for the Christian, he says this. Understand that the suffering, like it's like Christ suffering, for us, is a healing balm. What does that mean? That we can cease from sin. So when, we, when God allows us to enter into suffering, in many cases, it's to push us closer to Christ. To nip away and, and just really work at my flesh. Because when I suffer, I realize, man, that's that's hitting me hard. I mean it's hitting hard. And usually when God permits suffering, it's not what I choose. Like, okay, God, I'll suffer, and you can take away my money, take away my house, but don't take away my don't take my kids and don't take my job. God's like, usually it's those things I don't want him to take away, okay, your job and your kids. Or something to that effect. But when he does that. When he allows that suffering, allows that hurt to come in my life. In many cases, it's to draw me closer to Him and to help me with my sin. How have you got sin in your life? All right, we're all like, yeah, I got it all. So He allows me to suffer, allows the hurts of my life to cease from sin. to so learn about Him more, even more. Now, um, and to understand the will of God. Now, <clears throat> go to verse number 12 we do a little Bible study, okay? So just uh, be a little bit study here for a little bit. Verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, okay? So uh, how many of you are married? Okay. Um, how many, when you got married, how, how many of you have kids? Okay. Uh, so when you got, I think the set is on the way. Good. Um got married oh happy day oh happy day my wife said yes to me today you know Uh, uh, or my husband said yes to me today but it doesn't take long and it's not listen it's not the marriage it's not we wrestle not against flesh and blood it's not the marriage that causes causes the problem it's the revelation of what's inside of me so what happens is when I got married there's going to be somebody in my life that's going to really get to know me for the first time the mom and Dad know me pretty good, but they don't know me know me like she's going to, or he is going to know. You know, the spouses will know each other. It's a whole different level of intimacy. It's a whole different level of knowing each other. Something special. God gives an intuition for the wife to know the man. <coughs> nah, she don't know. Yeah, she knows you, right? She knows me. And God's got something special for the husband because he's going to know the wife. So as a result, things are now going to be exposed. And as a result, God's going to say, I gave you a spouse to help you. So as a result, you guys are going to go through the suffering together. The hurts that we've been through and the baggage that we have that we bring into the marriage, the abuse of the past, all these things we bring from the past. God says, now listen, that suffering and those things from the past, we're going to use together in a marriage to bring us closer to Christ it used together in a marriage to be able to start the healing process. So when things start to happen, and my washer broke, refrigerator, ice maker is leaking water now, pipes are leaking, my lawnmower's shot, you know, my, you know, all these problems, and you know, and all of a sudden, mom and dad are mad at me because of whatever, and think not strange when the fiery trials. As though some strange, some foreign thing happened. No, no, no. These aren't foreign things. These are God intentional things to allow us to go through. To bring us closer to Christ. So yet, our, our perception cannot be the hurts and the healing that God is bringing me through. Is not is not given to me to hurt me. But the hurts of my life are given to me to help me. And help me draw closer to Christ. Help me as a, as a, as a married couple to also draw closer to Christ. And so I realized that she's not against me. She's actually for me, my spouse. And he is not against me. But he's actually for me. And we've got to work together to understand that we, this is going to both irritate our flesh. But the whole point of it is that we will obey the will of God and draw closer to Christ. As I humble myself before God, the biggest thing that uh, we all struggle with is our flesh and to say, okay, you're right. God, you're right. I'm wrong. Sweetheart, you're right. I'm wrong. Or she says, hunk, hunk, hunk of a hero, man, you are. You are right. And I am wrong. That never happens. But if that day ever comes and she says that she's wrong, no, she's kidding. <laughs> uh, write down history books. But so many times, God is working in me, but don't think it's strange. I talked to uh, a couple yesterday and I'm telling you, it's like they're almost almost being blown up. I mean, just one thing after another. And I go to this passage and say, listen, don't think it's strange. God is doing a work in your life. When when it gets worse, it's because God wants you to get better. When, When things start going wrong, it's when arguments start to flare up or things from the past come up or you start feeling uh, you start to bring things from the past that you really realize are there you you understand what I mean when that, when that, when that happens and the, the feelings of bitterness the feelings of oh you know she she doesn't like me or she doesn't trust me or he doesn't trust me because something from the past is brought back up again in the, in, in the present understand God is bring you through a healing process he is trying to draw you close so think it not strange think it not strange it's totally natural he's getting worse, no it's not he's getting you help. he's getting you help, and he wants you to draw closer to Christ I'm going to give you some things at the end if I have time he wants you to be closer to Christ now verse number 13 here's, here's Peter teaching the response but rejoice you're kidding me right inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings no way Chapter 2, Christ's sufferings. Chapter 4, Christ's sufferings. Chapter 3, like as, like as, likewise, likewise, wife, husband. Right? Chapter 3 is about the wife and the husband. Like as Christ suffered. Chapter 4, like as Christ suffered. He says it again. Now I want you to rejoice. You are hurting. Praise the Lord. You're suffering. Because now you're made a partaker of Christ's sufferings. Like well, as Christ was falsely accused. He says, Now I want you to. Understand what you're going to enter into. Like as Christ was um, beaten, we're going to be beaten in our lives. Just like as Christ, you're partaking of Christ's sufferings, and he's going to help you. Now watch what he says. That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you on their part He's evil spoken up but on your part is glorified now here's what he's teaching if we live for Christ ye all that live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution so if we live for Christ which we, I believe we all you wouldn't be sitting here in Sunday school in a married class if you weren't but if we're all living for Christ and God starts to do a work He starts to allow suffering to take place he says man this is good because now the, this is where the healing comes in now the glory of Christ is able to come upon you, and you're going to be able to show a Christ-like spirit, humble myself before God, and be able to show what God can do through a life. So when, if it's in the marriage, and there's friction in the marriage, one of the two, either the husband or the wife, can display the glory of God through that suffering, because I may have Christ's Christ. Remember, Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. The Bible says in Psalms, a prophetical psalm about Jesus Christ, that he was wounded in the house of his friends, which means that sometimes the wounds come from within your own home. Sometimes it comes from a person sitting next to you. Sometimes it comes from your your kids or from your mom and dad or from your siblings. You're wounded in the house of your friends, in your own own group of people. He came into his own, in his own receiving. So this is Jesus. It says you've made partakers of Christ's sufferings, which means this. Jesus is saying, You're going to enter into my zone where people that are around you are going to hurt you. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, betrays Christ It's the kiss. That, that, that's a sign of affection. But he uses that sign of affection and betrays Christ. It was, um, it was only John, that, as far as the apostles, it was only John as at the cross. The other eleven apostles, I mean his it, it, crew. I mean, Peter, James, and John. Peter and James. Peter denies him right there at, at, at uh, Caiaphas' house. The cock crows three times. He did not. I'll never deny him. I'm with you Lord. And his dearest man turns his back. So Jesus knows what it's like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to have his own hurt. And so when you have that understanding, this is what Jesus is saying. You're going to be made partakers of his sufferings. And the reason why is now his glory is going to be you. So now you have the option of doing what Jesus did. When Jesus stood there was that meek quiet spirit, that said nothing. He loved them. The glory was shining on Jesus Christ. He couldn't believe it. Even the Roman soldiers upon his death said truly, this was the Son of God. There's something special about that. And when you are able to walk humbly before your God and be able to display that humble spirit and the glory in, in the suffering, even in the home, it's in the marriage, one to two displays the glory of Christ as you just have a meek and quiet spirit, say, okay, sure, whatever. And that glory starts to be revealed, I'm telling you. It talks about the behavior of the, of the conversation of the wife will win the husband. Which means when that when that glory is shown, and that husband says to the wife, hey, there's something different about it. I know I just chewed her out, there's something different. And the wife says to the husband, may I just let him have it? Gave him what, four upside down, one, other, one, up, one down, down, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And he just took it. And he said, hey, he loves me. It wasn't cocky about it. it wasn't an arrogant, like, okay, whatever, I love you too. It wasn't one of those. It was a humble spirit of, Sweetheart, I'm sorry I offended you. Did I mean it? And all of a sudden, she looks at him and says, something different about him. Because last year, he would have chewed me out. Last week, there's something different about him. And all of a sudden, you start to experience that healing, Extraordinary I mean, supernatural healing inside of the home. And that's just with the marriage. Apply this in any relationship. Apply this to work. Apply this with your mom and dad. Apply this with your siblings. Apply this with any relationship that you have, that you have a struggle and you're suffering. You apply this, I'm telling you, uh, God will provide a healing and His glory is going to be revealed. And so He says, I want you to be glad about it, I want you to rejoice in it, and have the perspective from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, all right, now, let's look at verse number 19, of chapter 4, verse number 19. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God. Commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing as a faithful creator. Here's what it says. Now, those of us that do suffer understand it's according to the will of God, which means, yes, there are times where bad things happen to good people. Now, I had that question. I had a long discussion about somebody. I don't know who it was this week, but Pastor, why do bad things happen to good people? That's why. Because we're going to suffer according to the will of God. Nobody, to suffer. Nobody likes to have a disagreement. Nobody likes to have an argument. But when you do, understand this is according to the will of God to help me. Not it's, it's her, it's her, it's her, oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. No, no. That's not the way it is. It's it's me, it's me. She started it. It's me, oh Lord. But, you know, he really, if he wanted to it's me, it's me. Well, if, if, if my mom and dad, it's me, it's me. If we could point all the fingers all day long, the truth of the matter is, probably true. It's unfair, it's unjust. But God allows it to happen according to the will of God to help me. But I, I was fine. Obviously, you were fine. Because God allowed it to happen. And God wants me and you to draw closer to him as a result of it. Because the more that I realize I cannot control the situation. I cannot control my spouse. When your kids get older, you can't control your kids. I can't control mom and dad. I can't control this church. And I can't control you. And you can't control me. So how do you, how, what, 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 what's our resort? Well, I'll get to it a little bit. Later. What we do to get the healing is, our resort is prayer. What did Jesus do? Before he got betrayed, Guardian of Gethsemane doing what? He even asked Peter, James, and John to pray with him, and then they fall asleep and says, What? She did not pray with me one hour? I mean, this is the, the worst time of my life. i are get ready to be betrayed and get ready to die. So what happens when, when I get when God allows me this arena of suffering and hurt in my in my past or whatever? is to draw me into prayer. That I would now. Went to the Lord Jesus and beg the Lord Jesus that God you, you, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a marriage. I'm stuck with my kids. I'm stuck with my, I'm stuck with my church. I'm stuck you know, with the pastor. I'm stuck with all this. What do I do? I just pray for the pastor. Because God knows he needs it. Just pray. It's one of the things. And well, I would not be so desperate in prayer had he God not allowed me to suffer. If my life was a OK on Easy Street? And sometimes it is. And I'm glad it is. But I realize that my prayers are not as desperate. My fervency is not as on fire. My urgency is not there. But when God permits the problems, the disagreements, the arguments, the strife, the. from whatever direction, I realize. But that's according to the will of God. That's what he's doing now. All that to say this. This is all intro. I have to the last lesson. So I'm sorry about this. But this is all before God. Okay. Uh, Chapter five. Now let's watch. This whole letter is is together, right? Chapter two. uh, Chapter four is about the sufferings of Christ. Three is about husbands and wives that are like as Christ. Now chapter five, he nails humility. Now go over here to uh, verse number five. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with what? Humility. Humility. Now, Pastor, how do we do this? How do we clothe? I mean, he says, I want you to put this on. I, I want to be at things that people see. When you look at me, you don't see my flesh. You see very little flesh. You <laughs> see my clothing. And so God, when, when somebody looks at you, they don't want to see or hear of your flesh. They want to see your clothing. What would be clothed? Is humility. So be clothed with humility. For now, read this with me. Ready? For God, what resisteth the proud. proud, and giveth what grace. grace to the humble? Now, how does this? Now, understand the whole context. We're talking a lot about suffering right now. How does this happen? Well, I'm going to be. I'm just going to be a humble guy. You just can't be like, okay, flip the switch and I'm humble today. You no, know, there's a lot of crucifying of the flesh. There's a lot of things that have to happen in order for that true uh, heart of humility to take place. So he says God resists the proud and gives grace. So that grace of healing is to the humble. Uh, That grace of rejoicing in the glory of God is to the humble. Uh, The grace is amazing but that goes to the humble. Now, here's how it happens. Verse number 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So the mighty hand of God, when the suffering comes, I have to choose. I choose. I'm either going to, I'm either going to, <coughs> what's going on in my life, fight against it. Or now I'm choosing pride. Because only by pride cometh what? Contention. Contention. Well, there, man, if she, if, if we have just been going at it, well, don't tell me your problem matter is. When you're going at it, somebody's full of pride. It's only by pride it comes against So I realized this, that meek and quiet spirit is going to diffuse the issues. That's what I us. Okay, so that mighty hand of God, when God allows these issues, well, it was her. No, no, no. God allowed her to get mad at you. No, no, it was him. No, no. God allowed him to say that about you. No, it was my mom and dad. Well, God allowed all those abuses and all the baggage that we all bring to, to the table. God allowed those things to happen. So, walk on Under the mighty hand of God. So what God allows, these, these mighty powerful things, he says, I want you to choose humility. Choose to learn from this. Choose to draw closer to Christ. And as I realize, I'm not going to fight back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just, just try to be dogmatic and get my way. This is to submit one to another. So taking out the role of the husband as far as the authority figure head of the home of a mom. But understand, we're just to work this thing out. We're to just submit to one another and just say, God, you, you do this. So I see the heart of humility before God as the mighty hand of God comes and starts to break my life and starts to seem as if my life's falling apart. Things are all yeah. He's going to break. Then it says here, so this, this we're gonna we get to it, I'm gonna give you some points. That he may, verse number six, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So this is where I'm gonna go to. Cast all my care upon him. What's that's prayer? And then it says, verse number eight, be so vigilant because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So here it is. Understand, Satan wants to split your home, right? Satan wants to destroy your marriage. Satan wants your kids. Satan wants to do. He's a roaring. So it all comes down to this: understanding this is a spiritual warfare. So I got to choose the humble route. Right. If, if I fight back, I'm yielding to Satan's devices. I'm trying to put a wedge in my home. If I allow the Lord to say, "Okay, this is the will of God," I'm going to beg Him and cast all my care upon Him. So number one is our Number one is to pray. Just we've got to pray. We have got to be saturated. Most cases, we try to figure it out before we pray it out. Understand this: if I try to figure out my problems and figure out the hurts of my life, I will always figure wrong because you cannot figure out God. God is not able to be reckoned with. I cannot figure His thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are much higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Higher than I realize can. so I can't, so I try to figure him out. Oh, this is why this is why this happened to me because. Um, God's going to lead me to be the next, the, you know, President of the United States of America, so I don't is why this happened in that's, that's a great guess, but probably not. We don't know why God did a lot of these things. So I have to pray that. So stop rationalizing. Just pray. Submit, humble myself before God and say, God, you got to do this. I don't even know what to do. I, I have no when I humble myself and say, this is not of me, just praise God. So, the point that is this. Have faith in God. So, again, figuring out versus faith, I realize that I cannot control the issue. Once I lose that, well, I'm the man in my house. Well, yeah, you are, but you're not going to be able to control it. Well, I'm going to, men have to walk by faith, not by sight. We have got to pray and just believe, and trust in Walk by faith that God is going to do something in our lives, heal our past, give me the, the, the power that I need to be able to, to do the role that I need, and just have faith in God. Have faith in God. Number three will be this simply let it go. So pray, have faith, and let it go. When I cast my care, I'm letting go. I have to let go of the past. In some cases, I have to let go of the present. I have to let go of what I want. I have to let it go. I see, Pastor. That, that's really good because she really needed to hear that. No, no, no. You needed to hear that. It's not about. I I, I I do a lot of miracles. I hear it all the time. Oh yeah, Pastor. Thanks so much for saying that, because man, thank you. Because she really, you know, it's after the, it's after the appointment. And, you know, she's going to the bathroom, and uh, and he's you know walking down the hall. He's man, Pastor. Says, I really appreciate that because that's going to really help her out a lot. Dude, you missed it. Like, I, I get it. It is going to help her out a lot. But pow, that was for you. Like, <laughs> you needed that. And, uh, and so I have to, oh, hang on a second. We're not done. Get back in my office. <laughs> uh, so understand that most most times people think, well, that was good for him. Yeah, he, boy, thank you, Pastor. That's going to really, don't think it's about her or him. Let that go. And take it. So the last one is this. Make it personal. Make it personal. Personal application for me. God wants to work it in me. And when I do that, that's humbling myself before God, He starts to heal.